Welcome, loyal listeners, to another episode of Eclectic Full Contact Theater's splendid satirical saunter down memory lane to those thrilling days of yesteryear, Throwing Shade. Remember, if you love the adventures of the Shade and the Vamp, head over to Patreon at www.patreon.com EFCT and become a subscriber for all sorts of exclusive Shade rewards. And now, sit back, relax, and enjoy eclectic full-contact theater's throwing shade. There is a darkness in the minds of men. A darkness in their hearts. A darkness in a room with no lights. And who knows that darkness? The shade knows. By day. Theodore Rockwell is a go get reporter for the Chicago Gazette-Times-Herald, but by night, he becomes The Shade. Using his uncanny ability to wear dark clothing, he, assisted by his girl Friday, Wednesday morning, and the mysterious female vigilante, the vamp, defends the downtrodden and fights the forces of evil. But can one man defend the innocent from the scourge of Chicago's underbelly? Come on, that's highly unlikely. I mean, even ignoring the complete lack of an impact a single person can have on a wide-ranging problem like corruption and organized crime, there's the sheer square mileage of Chicago that would... And I'm saying this out loud, aren't I? (laughs) Right, moving on. Find out in the breathtaking conclusion to Throwing Shade, the vamp's final tally. And just in case you thought we'd be able to hold on to one for more than a week, we've had yet another change of sponsor. It seems complaints have sprung up that Aryan Labs, makers of Sparkle Toothpaste, have refused to sell their products in any neighborhood whose residents don't resemble the inside of a radish. When asked about this apparent refutation of a significant percentage of the nation's population, Aryan Labs' CEO stated that he believed America should be treated like a load of laundry, with the whites separated from the... Oh, I'm not saying that. Let's just say, from the rest. While he has claimed his comments were taken out of context, it has been revealed that his laundry metaphor is well-earned, since his company also makes 3K bleach popular in homes throughout the South for its ability to remove tough soot stains from your sheets? This revelation sparked protests across the country. At least, Sparkle Toothpaste officials assumed they were protests. They couldn't really understand the languages being shouted at them. Since we here at Throwing Shade have never separated our laundry... We say goodbye to Sparkle Toothpaste and Aryan Labs and welcome our new and surely non-controversial sponsor, the fine folks from Tiny Tots Toys and their wildly popular Little Miss Manners talking doll. Little Miss Manners, she talks, but doesn't really say anything, just like a good little girl should. Also brought to you by Eclectic Full Contact Theater bringing you high-quality 1930s radio-style satire since, who knows, as long as the checks keep clearing, who cares? What What checks? checks? 
Last week on Throwing Shade... That's it! What a story! I want you two to do everything you can to unmask those two! Readership will go through the roof! Uh, wait a minute, Chief. There's a big problem with that. Problem? What problem? Um, well, uh... Tell him, Wednesday. What? I mean, uh, uh, right, right. Well, you see, Mr. Clemens, if we unmask them, they'll have to stop fighting crime. Right. And? And? And if they stop fighting crime, there won't be any more stories about them. And since those stories are the most popular we run, without them... Drop in circulation. Belt tightening. Firings. Right. Good point, Wednesday. Good point, Rockwell. All right. We'll scrap the plan to unmask them. But jump at Jehoshaphat. Get out there and get me some photos. Oh, St. Patrick in a paddle boat. Will you look at this here? It's a picture of the shade himself in the paper. Tis a gran frizen, a cabretno, a rasen, a sin, fin a garosen, a fulsia I know! This potato noggin gets front-page treatment, and we can't even get a mention! How'd anybody get a picture of him? Says here it was taken by Wednesday morning. But that looks like it was taken at night. Uh, yesterday was Monday. Great gallopin' Galway! Wednesday morning is that reporter gal with the typewriter around her neck. I remember her. If it weren't for the shade, we'd be successful criminals like Da. Oh, it's the shade that's keeping you from success, is it? All right, all right, it's the vamp. That gal's trouble. Aye, that wee Colleen gives all you big tallies of eaten. You know, the vamp always hangs around with the shade, right? Right. right. So, since Wednesday morning hangs around with the shade, maybe she knows who the vamp is. That's almost brilliant. I agree. So it's decided. The tallywhackers are coming for Wednesday morning. The fact of the matter is, this time the Shade has to solve a crime all by himself! And now, on to our story. Act 3, Scene 1. Multiple Identity Soliloquy. The Shade Panics. That night, Theodore Rockwell, as his courageous alter ego, the Shade, took to the darkened streets of the city in his hunt for Wednesday morning. Now to search the dark corners and shady alleys of the city until I find Wednesday. Only... Where to start? She could be anywhere. I don't even know for sure she's still in Chicago. What am I going to do? Get a hold of yourself, Rockwell. You're not going to be any help to Wednesday, whining like a kid still in short pants. What would Wednesday do? She'd say, Shade, why are you standing under a streetlight? Everyone can see you. Jumping, Jehoshaphat, I'm under a streetlight! <laughs> How you doing, Shade? Drive safely, citizen. Now, where was I? Oh, right, panicking. <laughs> oh, all right, enough. Think like Wednesday. How do you find criminals? Ask a criminal. Right! This case involves a woman, and who would know women better than another woman? I know exactly where to start. Thank goodness you're here, Wednesday, so to speak. <clears throat> I'm off! Act 3, Scene 2. The Shade LaRue's the Day. <laughs> 
the shade almost goes under covers. A short time later, the shade found himself in the less reputable part of town, outside LaRue's retreat, Fifi LaRue's house of ill repute. A master acrobat with cat-like reflexes, the shade made to enter through the second-floor window to Fifi's boudoir. <laughs> which he had forgotten had bars on the outside. Oh, I'm all right. I'm all right. A bit shamefaced and only mildly concussed, the shade made his way to the back door and entered unseen. Evening, Shade. You here to see Fifi? Well, mostly unseen. Hello, Shirley. Yes, is she upstairs? Yeah, she's in the lounge. Said something ran into a window upstairs and it spooked her. Uh, uh, thanks, Shirley. Anytime, doll. Come in, the door she has unlocked. Good evening, Fifi. Oh, Shade, mon cher. What brings you to my little slice of heaven, eh? Have you finally succumbed to my feminine walls? I wasn't aware walls could be feminine. Though I guess the pink fleur de wallpaper is a bit girly. <laughs> no, 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 ma chérie. Not walls. Walls. Wells? Wells. Wills? Wells. Wales? Close enough. Let us just say my charms. Your oh, oh no, no, Fifi, no. <laughs> this visit is business, not personal. A pity. I mean, it's a little bit personal, but but not your kind of personal, if you know what I mean. Don't <clears throat> you? Tell Fifi what is bothering you. Miss Wednesday morning has been kidnapped, and I don't have the first clue where to start looking. Wednesday? Oh no! Such a nice girl, if a little bit inhibited. Has there been a ransom note? Not that I know of. Theodore Rockwell found some of her possessions in Grant Park. Her pith helmet. So that's what those are for. And her typewriter. Scableau, she never goes anywhere without that. I know. I, uh, <clears throat> Mr. Rockwell, is quite concerned. I have heard nothing. But if there is no ransom... I think she was taken to get to me. It's well known in the Chicago underworld that she's an acquaintance of mine. They may be trying to draw me into a trap. Then you cannot go. It is too dangerous. I can't allow an innocent woman to suffer, Fifi. Miss Morning is a smart, capable woman, but she's no crime fighter. I have to rescue her, regardless of the personal cost. It's the life I chose when I donned this dark clothing. You're a courageous man, Shed. I'm only doing what any man who wears dark clothing and sneaks around in the shadows would do. For future reference, I wouldn't put it like that if I were you. Mm. Let me see what I can do to help. Shirley! Shirley, she will, at your service. What can I do for you? Shirley, Wednesday morning has been kidnapped. 
Have you heard anything? Anyone with loose lips? Wednesday? <gasps> That's terrible. She's such a stand-up dame. Anytime her and that Rockwell fella are in here, she never gives any of us the hairy eyeball. Well, she's just aces. I know. That's why I need to find her. Well, I ain't heard nothing, per se. You understand. But Porksword Tally was in here earlier, and he was awful excited. He better be. I mean, agitated. I ain't never seen him like that. What did he say? <laughs> Who knows? But them tallies is always up to no good. If anyone knows what these tallies are up to, is their papa, Jean-Son Tally. True. I must go question him. Alone? Shouldn't you take the vamp with you? While her help is always appreciated, it's not necessary. <laughs> and, well, I have no idea how to contact her. She just seems to show up on her own. But I am the Shade. Scourge of the criminal underworld, am I not? Absolutely. Absolutely. You definitely know your onions. Um, yes. I... I do? Hmm. Well, thank you for your assistance. Ah, no problem! I like that, Miss Morning. She reminds me a lot of my sister. Your sister with the four children and the accountant husband who never says anything about to anyone above a whisper and always walks around with her eyes downward? Oh, that's the one! How does Miss Morning remind you of her? Well, you see, my sister likes to type, too. Oh. And I was just thinking about her before I came in here because I got to buy her daughter a birthday present and I was thinking about getting her that Little Miss Manners doll from Tiny Tots Toys. Oh, la la, that is a wonderful doll. I've never heard of it. Well, of course not. You're a fella. What would you need a talking doll for? But it's great for the little girls. Says all kinds of stuff to help the little ones learn how to be polite and gentle and docile when they grow up. It works brilliantly. I got all my nieces Little Miss Manners dolls and they went from little auras that did nothing but speak out loud and ask questions constantly to silent little angels almost overnight. I can think of no better present for a little girl. I have to say, I'm a bit surprised. I wouldn't think that would be your cup of tea. I mean, neither of you are exactly, um, submissive. <laughs> no, not for us, mon chéri. But believe me, we love women like that. Yeah, their husbands are some of the best customers. So I believe that all little girls should have lit the Little Miss Manners doll from Tiny Tots Toys. It's like their motto says, <clears throat> Don't be a little miss know-it-all, be a little miss manners. Sounds like a delightful toy, but right now, I must away into the night. Hey! Oh, right, on the first floor, no window. I'll just use the door. Good idea, mon chéri. Mm-hmm. Scene 3. Play Misty for me. The Shade fights City Hall. Johnson Tally, patriarch of the Tally clan, was presently doing a stretch in Joliet prison for racketeering and mob-like activity. 
after an unsuccessful attempt to sneak in to talk to the elder Tally. I'm all right. I'm all right. The Shade needed a plan B. I need a plan B. What would Wednesday do? Who has the ability to get you into Joliet? Wednesday, you're brilliant. I sure hope I find her soon. I already have two identities. I don't think I could handle a third. The clutch, the clutch! The Shade pushed Wednesday morning's Nash Advance 6 Coupe to the limit to get back to downtown Chicago to see the only man who could get him into Joliet Prison. Also, the man who desperately wanted to put him there. Come in! You wanted to see me, Mr. Mayor. Yes, Miss Day. Sorry to keep you at the office so late, but there are several documents I know I needed to sign, and I can't find them anywhere. You already signed everything, Your Honor. Don't you remember? Uh, the letter requesting the old plans for the city to be made public record. Signed. The veto to the proposed expansion of gambling into the city. Definitely signed. The press statement announcing my protecting the beachfront from development. Signed, sealed, delivered. Extraordinary. I don't remember anything about it. It's been a hectic day, Your Honor. Lots of activity. Lots of documents to sign. Heavy is the head that wears the crown, as the bard would say. <laughs> Though my burden is significantly lightened thanks to your faithful service, Misty. Anything I can do to help you keep this great city running, I'm happy to put my oar in. That's a lovely sentiment, Miss LeBlanc. <gasps> the shade! What in blazes? How did you get in here? Like the night, you cannot keep me out. Misty, you forgot to close the window again, didn't you? Sorry, sir. Shade, it's only because of your assistance in saving Miss LeBlanc that I don't immediately arrest you, but my magnanimity extends only so far. You better have a good reason for this intrusion. Mayor Crane, someday I hope to convince you we're on the same side. I want nothing more than law and order. Pretty words for someone who purposely works outside the law. I doubt you snuck in here to debate law enforcement policy. Quite right, Miss LeBlanc. Are you all right? I just noticed the bandage above your eye. <laughs> oh, it's embarrassing, really. An unfortunate eyebrow-tweezing accident. I'm so sorry, Miss LeBlanc. In the burden of beauty, I'm afraid. And as I've said repeatedly, call me Misty. It's a burden you bear quite well, Misty. <laughs> I assume this outrageous flirtation was also not the purpose of your visit. Terribly sorry. I need you to allow me access to a prisoner in Joliet, Johnson Tally. <laughs> I'll be more than happy to let you into Joliet Prison, but why would I allow one criminal to conspire with another freely? I have reason to believe that he has information pertinent to the abduction of Miss Wednesday morning. <gasps> Wednesday? Kidnapped? That nice young typist? Yes. 
She went missing earlier today, and the little information I was able to find suggests it was the work of the Tally Brothers. Why weren't the police informed? <laughs> Theodore Rockwell informed Police Chief Cannoli and was met with his usual level of incompetence. I know it can be frustrating, but remember, competent Italians are dangerous Italians. Though the mayor is committed to making sure all groups are represented in public service. Yes, yes. Though we certainly don't want them taking over, but it keeps the Italians quiet, thinking one of theirs is in charge of something. Although in reality, Misty would be a better choice, and she He's a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, the idea. <clears throat> <laughs> but I can't cut him off completely. He's family, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yes, well, glad to see nepotism is alive and well in the halls of government. You take that back. I'm Presbyterian and proud of it. Of course, the mayor wants to do everything he can to help Miss Morning. What? Uh, yes, of course I do. So you'll contact the prison and arrange a meeting with Johnson Tally? There's no way they'll let you see him tonight, even with my say-so. Then schedule the meeting for tomorrow morning between Tally and Theodore Rockwell. Whatever he finds out, he'll share with me. Fine. But understand this, Shade. This makes us even. No more favors. Next time we meet, it'll be at your arrest. I doubt that, Mr. Mayor. You may as well try to arrest the darkness. Adieu. You close the window, Misty. Oops, sorry. Not a problem. I'll just limp out the front door. You know, Misty, sometimes I'm happy the shade is out there. Really, Mayor? Why? Because it means he's not in here. In the end, though, he'll get what's coming to him. Everyone does. We'll return to throwing shade in a moment. But first, a word from our sponsor. Friends, are you looking for a toy for your little ray of sunshine, but are despairing of ever finding something that can offer enjoyable playtime and help you raise a fine, upstanding, obedient child? Well, look no further than Little Miss Manners' Talking Doll from Tiny Tots Toys. That's right! Little Miss Manners gives your sweet collection of sugar, spice, and everything nice endless hours of entertainment, yet make sure that she stays that sweet, charming, demure, and most importantly, compliant girl you've come to know and tolerate. Little Miss Manners comes with a wide selection of outfits for every occasion from baking to doing the shopping, from cleaning to taking her children for a walk, from dusting to that special day when she promises to do whatever her husband wants. That's right, Little Miss Manners runs the gamut, covering every important aspect of a girl's life. And your little girl will delight in the fact Little Miss Manners talks! That's right, with such phrases as 
Whatever you think, dear. Of course you're right. Decisions are hard. Oh, my headache isn't that bad. Little Miss Manners will help your bundle of joy learn exactly how to go from being a good Little Miss Manners to a wonderful, polite, and acquiescent young lady. So get your little girl, Little Miss Manners, today. And now, a few words from other important personages. Vamp, come quick. What is it, Shade? Is someone in danger? There sure is, Vamp. Businesses and theater companies across the country are falling victim to sagging sales and empty seats. We're facing an economic catastrophe worse than the last economic catastrophe. <gasps> oh no! We have to do something! We should take to the streets, find clues, interrogate suspects! Sell advertising! Wait! Sell! What? Businesses and theater companies can buy ad space with us, Vamp, on Throwing Shade. They'll reach thousands of discerning, law-and-order-loving... Comedy-starved. Comedy-starved listeners from coast to coast. I understand they can listen to us on something called a podcast. Yes, that's true. You can hear us wherever these podcasts are broadcast. What does a podcast mean, Shade? I haven't the faintest idea. Maybe throwing peas? <gasps> Maybe that's the world peas I keep hearing everyone striving for. I'm ignoring that. Mm. It sounds like advertising with us could rescue these businesses and theater companies. And save their bottom line. The rates are incredibly affordable. Well, there is a depression. Really? I'm quite happy. Get in touch for the Eclectic Full Contact Theater at info at eclectic-theater.com. Say goodnight, Shade. Goodnight, Shade. And now, back to the thrilling conclusion of Throwing Shade, the vamp's final tally. Act 4, Scene 1. Striped Sunlight. Theo visits the big house. As the sun rose over the Chicago skyline, Theodore Rockwell walked through the gates of Joliet Prison. Well, that was ominous. You're telling me this place gives me the creeps. But you're a god. When you've been in this job as long as I have, you've seen things you can't unsee. Such as? I don't want to get into details, but just remember, Joliet Prison is filled with the absolute worst dregs of human society. Killers? Thieves? Gangsters? Worse. The unemployed. Drifters. And the mentally ill. It's not a place fit for decent folk like you and me. Follow me. Tally's waiting for you. Well, Mr. Rockwell, to what do I owe the pleasure? Have a seat. Has the press taken an interest in a poor, falsely incarcerated son of Erin? Mr. Tally, I'm here asking for your help. I have reason to believe your sons have kidnapped my girl Friday, Wednesday morning. Well, I am sorry for your daughter, Mr. Rockwell, but did you ever think that maybe she ran away because you named her Friday? And now, you don't ask for me. I was here Wednesday morning, as I have been every morning for the last five months, so I can't really help you. No, Mr. Tally, they've kidnapped my assistant, whose name is Wednesday morning. Well, that's not much better, is it? <laughs> I tells you, some parents is downright cruel to their children. 
Thank the saints I had the good sense not to saddle my children with embarrassing names. Uh, please, Mr. Tally. Uh, Johnson, I believe your sons took Wednesday to try to get to the shade through her, since she and I have a bit of a connection to him. I'll say you do. Saw the picture in the paper. Very nice. She's got a good eye, she does. Well, I need to know where they might be holding her, if they did take her. Please, Mr. Tally, I'm appealing to your sense of decency. And why would I be selling out me own flesh and blood to the likes of you and the shade? Go peddle your papers elsewhere, boyo. There's nothing more sacred to an Irishman than family. I'll do a series of stories on you highlighting your unfortunate and likely unjust incarceration. Well, never let it be said that Johnson Tally couldn't rise to the occasion for a young lady. Chances are, if me lads did take her, they're holed up in their sister's speakeasy. <clears throat> I mean, social club. The little man in the boat. I've heard of it, but I must admit I've never been there. Few men have, laddie. But I have no doubt that's where they're holding your lady, friend. Well, thank you, Mr. Tally. I truly appreciate this. I love me children, Mr. Rockwell. But when it comes to brains, my sons are as thick as manure, but only half as useful. If their sister wasn't there to watch over them, they'd fall in a hole and start digging their way out. So, you think they're behind this? Well, did you or the Shade receive any ransom note? Demand of any kind? None. Yeah, that's just the kind of job those idiots would pull. Oh, it breaks a father's heart when he realises his children will never be as successful in the family business as himself. But you're in prison. Sure, and I to a grand reputation I'll be having because of it. Well, thank you, Mr. Tally. Hold on there, Mr. Rockwell. You may know where they are, but you'll never find them on your own. How hard can it be to find a bar? Neither you nor the shade will find a little man in the boat without help. Here, let me draw you a picture. Act 4, Scene 2. Park it. Police Chief Cannoli does his duty while Puddles does his. As Theodore Rockwell was attempting to decipher the directions Johnson Tally has drawn for him, in frustratingly vague detail in Grant Park, Police Chief Cannoli was finally getting around to checking Theo's complaint. Okay, Puddles, while I take you for a walk, I'm gonna look for clues in the Wednesday morning missing a person's case. I really wish that Mr. Rockwell would stop calling her his girl Friday. It's a confusing. It takes so long for me to figure out what he means that once again, I look like an idiot. All I can figure out from the notes I took is that we're looking for a sleeping child and someone doing something unspeakable into a helmet. Well, why would they call it that? It's like they're trying to confuse people. Well, I appreciate you understanding, Puddles. At least around you, I can be myself. Look, Irv, it's Police Chief Cannoli. Hello, Chief! <laughs> Hello there, citizens. It's nice to see you. Hey, Chief, when are you going to do something about the prices of these carriage rides? It's highway robbery. That's silly. You making a joke on a cannoli, huh? There's no highway through the park. This is why I never want to leave the house, Irma. You're not getting out of taking me to the Navy Pier Ferris wheel, Irv. 
Ah, nerds! It's a nice to see two people so in love, Puddles. It reminds me of me and my wife, Carmela. <laughs> well, maybe you shouldn't have used her slipper as a pith helmet. I don't understand why the two of you can't just get along. I don't have the time to keep getting in the middle. I'm a very important and a busy police chief. Here I am, on my day off, out searching for a missing person. But will Carmela appreciate that? No! She'll just be mad that I wasn't home. And it don't help if you make her crazy all of the time. Don't you growl at me. What do you mean it isn't you? Then who is it? A kid napping in the park? Puddles, it's just what Mr. Rockwell said. Maybe he knows something about Miss Morning's disappearance. Come on. Scoozy! How many times I gotta tell you? On the grass! Act 4, Scene 2. Tally-ho! Theo finds Wednesday and makes a discovery. Meanwhile, at the aforementioned public house, tempers were flaring and patience was wearing thin. My patience is wearing thin. Why haven't the shade or the vamp shown up? How should I know? I've been tied to a chair all night. Which, for the record, is extremely uncomfortable, rude, and probably against the Geneva Convention. Is that like the World's Fair? Can't enough. Get up, it's a chin in the dead can. You get to draw and the drain and near as a safari and dare to turn an horse. Aye, that's right. Listen to Porksword and shut your pie hole. It doesn't make any sense. They always show up when we pull a job. Do they know it was you? Of course they know. Big Willie wrote him a note, didn't he? For sure, for sure. I wrote it just like you told me. Dear Shade and Vamp, If you want to see Wednesday morning again, we'll be holding her at the little man in the boat. Sincerely, the Tally Brothers. For sure, that's a well-written note. Thank you. Just one thing that confuses me. Why didn't you leave it for them to find? Well, Peter didn't say nothing about leaving it. He just said to write it. Dear Mark, you're perfusing the eyes and missing them. I got a in a glare. Aye, I'd like to know that as well. I figured maybe you'd be wanting me to mail it to them. He has a point. Anybody could pick it up if he just left it. Better to put it in the post. I agree. Are we to be waiting with a woman tied to a chair for a week while it gets delivered? Uh, I vote no. I agree. In fact, I'm of a mind this whole plan is going to end badly. Look, Wednesday, you're a smart woman, attractive, intelligent, unattached. What if we untie you and you join up with us? Join up with you? Join up with us? You want the tally boys to add a woman? I'm a woman. You're more like one of the fellas, Kitty. And she ain't even a tally. 
I'm not saying she joined you. I'm saying she joined me. Uh, what? I need someone to help me run this place. My Egypt brothers can't do it. So what do you say? How about I untie you and, you, and give you a grand tour of the little man in the boat? I mean, I've never, I... <laughs> Believe me, it's easier than you think. After a few hours, you'll be old hand at it. And getting around the little man in the boat will be like second nature. And I really need a partner. Kitty, I don't know what kind of woman you think I am, but I have no interest in running an illegal public house with you. Is that what you're propositioning, right? What? Oh, of course, I need a partner running this place. Unfortunately, journalism and being on the right side of the law is in my blood. But I would be incredibly appreciative if you did untie me. Who knows how long it'll take for the shade to figure out where I am. And there are five of you. Where would I go? I don't know. I don't trust her. Bookswords, right? She's just a woman. What's she gonna do? I don't know about her, but I might bust you in the nose. Just as Richard Talley moved to untie a Wednesday morning, the lights went out. The lights went out! I can't see! It's surprisingly dark for this time of day. Don't move, evildoers. Tremble before the nocturnal might of the shade. Oy, it's about time. Is the vamp with you? What? No. Which is a little odd, but 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 the shade is more than capable of dealing with the likes of you. Great gallop and Galloway is nothing gonna go right. Come on, Shade, turn the lights back on. Porkscourt's scared of the dark. Well, I'm sorry about that, and a bit surprised. But he made his bed, and now he has to smoke it. <laughs> Pork sword's right. Get him, boys! In a matter of seconds, silence fell over the room. Then, the lights came back on to reveal the Tally Brothers unconscious on the floor and the shade next to a now-unbound Wednesday morning. Saints preserve us! It makes us all weep to see. What would Dad say if you could see this? They'll find out for themselves. They've finally followed through with something serious enough to do real time in the big house. Your father can look forward to a Tally family reunion. Well, minus you, of course. Because you know I had nothing to do with it and you're going to let me go? No, because they house women in separate prisons. I was afraid of that. Well, as tempting as that sounds, I think I'll be rejecting your kind offer. Kitty, give it up. You've got no place to go. That's what you think, darling. Unlike the tally boys, the tally women always know when it's time to pull out. Before our heroes could make a move, Kitty pressed a hidden button under the bar and a trap door opened. And Kitty slid down an unseen escape pole to a series of smugglers' caves conveniently located under the pub. Ta-ta! We have to go after her! Don't bother. She knows her way around the little man in the boat better than anyone. Besides, we have these four to deal with. If we don't take them in, the police will probably never find this place. Here, help me tie these miscreants' hands. How did you find me? I mean, not that I ever doubted you would, but... I had a lot of help. 
Mostly from you. Me? How? Every step of the way, if I was unsure or seemingly stymied, I would ask myself one simple question. What would Wednesday do? You did? Yes, and that led me here. It made me realize just how important you are to me. I mean, I knew it intellectually, but this brought it home. I think it's fair to say, I couldn't do this without you, Wednesday. Thank you, Shade. You have no idea what it means to me to know I'm appreciated. I'm sorry if I've been remiss in letting you know that. All right, enough of this mush. We've got criminals to deliver to the Hoosgow. Absolutely. They should all fit inside my Nash. Uh, you, you brought it, right? Of course. What would Wednesday do? You're a stickler for good transportation. Did you remember to use the clutch? Yeah, um, <clears throat> eventually? I just wish you hadn't hit them so hard. I don't look forward to tugging Big Willie along. About that, I have to admit, Wednesday, whoever beat the tallies, it wasn't me. Really? Maybe they all ran into each other in the dark. They're not very bright. Even the tallies aren't that incompetent. Oh? Was the vamp here? I believe she was. Really? Shame. I didn't get to thank her. Don't worry. I'll thank her the next time I see her. Please do. Thank you. What are you talking about? It's okay. Your secret is safe with me. I really don't know what Wednesday. Why didn't you tell me? I didn't know. How'd you react if you discovered that your typist was, well... You're far more than just my typist, Wednesday. What I don't understand is why you felt you needed to do it. You're a good man, Theo. You want to help people. And that's a wonderful thing, but it's also dangerous. So I thought... You'd protect me? I can take care of myself, you know. Oh, I know. But it's always good to have someone watching your back. And I figured help would be easier to accept if it came from another masked crime fighter. Even if she was, well, a she. Well, while it isn't necessary... Of course. <laughs> it is appreciated. Thanks, Vamp. No problem, Shade. <laughs> All right, let's get these ne'er-do-wells down to headquarters. Oh, me aching head. What happened? May I? Be my guest, partner. Aww. Ooh. Throwing Shade is brought to you by Chicago's premier storefront theater company, Eclectic Full Contact Theater. Presenting their first show of their massive eighth season, Richard III, running October 1st through November 3rd in Studio 3 at the Athenaeum Theater, 2936 North Southport Avenue. Will Richard stop at nothing to reach the pinnacle of power? Will he act unethically, unlawfully, deceive, seduce, even commit murder? Come on, you think George R.R. R. Martin invented this stuff? Meet the unlikely man who schemed so cleverly and bloodily. We're still talking about him today. Info now at www.eclectic-theater.com. Loyal listeners get a special deal on tickets. Use the code word WEDNESDAY for up to 50% off. EFCT is unique. EFCT is irreverent. EFCT is theater. 
Here's a sneak preview to next week's episode. You! This has been Throwing Shade, brought to you by Eclectic Full Contact Theater, sponsored by The Little Miss Manners Talking Doll, written by Sarah Siegel and Andrew Pond, directed by Katherine Siegel, starring the voice talents of Jessica Lauren Fisher, Daniel Houle, Serena Johnston, Chase Nergy, Andrew Pond, and Sarah Siegel. Our Foley artist is Jessica Lauren Fisher. Our engineer is us. And I'm your narrator, Noelle Kleiss. Special thanks to Tina Salamone. Tune in next week. Same shade time, same shade station. Hello, everyone. I'm Andrew Pond. And I'm Sarah Siegel. You may remember us from such podcasts as the one you were just listening to. We'd like to thank you for joining us and hope you've enjoyed the adventures of Theodore Rockwell and Wednesday Morning. And The Shade and the Vamp. If so, please head over to Eclectic Full Contact Theater's Throwing Shade Patreon page at www.patreon.com EFCT and become a patron. You can support Throwing Shade for as little as a dollar a month. That may be the literal definition of a pittance. Become a patron today and join such luminarious folks as Michael Canari, and Mike Drugan. Uh, luminarious? What? It's a word. Anyway, becoming a patron gets you access to behind-the-scenes videos, episode outtakes, merchandise, and much, much more, including the opportunity to ask us anything. I myself am an open book. More like a picture book. Be glad it's not a pop-up. So, head over to patreon.com slash EFCT to support Eclectic Full Contact Theater's Throwing Shade. And head over to eclectic-theater.com to find out what else Eclectic Full Contact Theater is up to. Say goodnight, Andrew. Goodnight, Andrew. Bye.